In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again. The champion must Welcome to How to Watch Movies the Right Way, a podcast about how to watch movies the right way. I'm your host, Pat Sango. And I'm your fourth host, Clayton Gumbert. You know what that means. Nickname TBD, full power. Aaron Rose Chan, our third host, is here. And you know what that means. We've got a special guest host, uh, Sean Donnelly, Little Sh- a.k.a. Little Shawnee Boy. Little Shawnee yeah, Boy's here. Hey, everybody's got a nickname. <laughs> Except <laughs> for me, TBD. That is your nickname. Get ah. used to it. I'm impressed that the, we figured out the, the correct pattern on that, because I definitely was good, uh, getting confused. The, I didn't know when Sean was going to... Yeah, but Sean jumped in at the right time. You told me right after you said that, right? He's yeah. Right after that, Aaron, then me. Yeah. yeah. Sean's a yeah. professional. I am a professional broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, you've been on Raw Dog. This guy's been on fucking Raw Dog. <laughs> I Raw Dog and I've been on Raw Dog. Whoa, oh, right oh, the radio. Here we go. Where's my Oakleys? <laughs> well, of course, Sean, you've been broadcasting as the host of Defend Your Movie, our arch rival. The arch, yes, yeah. yes. I'm, I'm across enemy, enemy lines right now coming on this podcast. And you feel it. You feel the hostility in the room. I do. I can feel it. It's Everybody's very tense. shoulders are up and they're like cats, like with their hair. We're all clutching on, on our switchblades. Our hassles are up, yeah. But it's, it's a shame that your co-host Farrah Brook can't be here today. Farrah Brook is, this is how much the, the rivalry must not be up to date. Farrah Brook is not my co-host anymore. Whoa. What? Yes. So, so you replaced her with another woman. Woman, right or a person of color correct <laughs> yes i replaced her uh with with um yes an, an eskimo person actually oh, that is great <laughs> no, i i know i another white male i i thank this, goodness you know what, thank this goodness. is what i and thought they, this they is what i thought prefer to be called inuit <laughs> Jesus. This is what I thought. Um, I thought uh, when, you, when, it comes starts to, now. when it comes to Defend Your Movie, there was just too much diversity. That's what I said to myself. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had to get rid of Farah mm-hmm. and uh, get my friend Andy Fury to host the show. With me. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, just, I think there's just too much, you know, I don't need different... We should do the same yeah, thing. We you, don't want diverse voices. <laughs> no, so we'll move well, so, no this, this sounds way too serious. <laughs> uh, what really happened is uh, Farah had to quit the show because of scheduling reasons. Uh-huh. And uh, I took on my buddy Andy because he knows a lot about movies and it's a lot of fun. So he won a contest or something? Cause he is did, he new yeah. to the city? <laughs> what? Is he new to the city or is he? No, he's been here for a while. Oh, okay. Oh. It's Why? weird that Clayton doesn't know him if he has been living in New York City for I, a while. Clayton I, knows everybody in New York City. I know everybody in the city? I'm a man about town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know You've Colin Kane? Been- <laughs> <laughs> you mean my comedy hero, Colin yeah, yeah. Kane? Yes, I do. It yeah. <laughs> oh, it's staying in. Oh, so, leave it in. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So two white guys talking about movies. <laughs> Fans of our show, you got to check that out. Oh, that's kind of our demo. Yeah, two white guys talking about movies. I mean, it's one less white guy than usual t- talking about movies, but you'll get used to it. I know, it's, it's hard for us to talk shit when our show is three white guys talking about movies. With a TBD and, and for TBD, fun. Yeah. <laughs> to- talking TBD. No. You should have your own like side podcast talking TBD. Yeah, that's what I need. 
It's about time I went solo. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, it really worked out for Freddie. I feel like I did. It did for a couple years. <laughs> I mean, I want all those leather daddies at my house. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, John? I haven't. Only because I heard I heard shitty things about it. It's great. Oh, you gotta go. No, it's, it's great. great. Do you, you guys like? See I'm starting to think Pat likes every movie. No, do you like Queen? Do you like the music? Remember, of Queen? We, I had you guys on my podcast, and Pat def- seriously defended Gotti. Remember, but he was trolling everybody, and then you got in on it. Remember hey, that? Forget no. about no, it. I convinced him that it was great, and he realized That's I was right. Not what happened. Yeah. No. That's how Pat. What happened was he realized Pat was playing a fun character, and then you you jumped in. No, it's it's what, my fun character that we bring to SNL. You, guy who likes God. <laughs> you don't really believe that. I can see you no, on update. Yeah, I can it's do it update. I can do four minutes of liking God. Who likes God? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so now you say you liked, but I heard Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't that, I heard like the it's, music parts were great. It's but, a jukebox musical with the music of Queen. So if you like that, if you're not going oh. in, that's basically how I saw it. Like if you're not going in expecting it to be this epic story, you know, you, right. you go in expecting it to be fun. I would dig that. Fun. I would yeah. go see it for that. But I think people were kind of expecting, like there's a story, like a real story there. Why yeah, wouldn't, you know. It doesn't necessarily do justice to the story, but it's fun to hear the songs that we love. <laughs> So well, I can just put Queen on Spotify and kind of get the full same effect. Yeah, but you yeah. wouldn't be sitting and in then a put chair on Mr. Robot. In the movie yeah. <laughs> put on Mr. Robot and listen to Queen. Then, yeah, sync it up With like Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna check it out just based off your rec. You know, I, I do like that though. This is a way of like making your own movies without having to go to the movies. Is you could just sync up things with music, and then I guess that's you how can movies just are made. Consume other media. Yeah. <laughs> what what would you sync idea. up? Yeah. Oh, if you sync up Limp Bizkit's second album in the movie Swordfish, it sinks. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely do it. And by sync, I mean S I N K. Because you're listening to shit yeah. and watching shit. Yeah. You just get up and leave the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you do that, no, you'll have no friends. That's basically what happens. Well, actually, what you'll find yourself doing is actually tying a noose without realizing it. That's what happens. <laughs> your, your hands just act yeah, they just, independent of your body. And oh, just absolutely. It's, it's self-preservation. It's just protecting yourself. <laughs> yes. It's fight or flight. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We got to get down to business because yeah, we all saw fun, a but... movie together in the middle of the day, which was really nice. Seeing a 1 p.m. movie. It's oh. great. Oh, it's on so a great. weekday is really refreshing. Wait, so uh, we also saw Creed 2. So before we get into Creed 2, Sean, you put up his hand to high five. Well, no, no, because I, I need a space after you to say Creed trailer. 2. So okay. just say we saw Creed 2. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to the trailer in a second. Oh, boy. What? But you, wow. you watched Creed 1 yesterday, right? I did, yeah. So were you doing that to like get to remember things for this movie? No, I never saw Creed One. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I I know, I know, the I know. Jaws I know. hit the floor. And people are freaking out. People are room. unsubscribing from your podcast <laughs> right now. I know it's bad. I was dying to see it, and I just never got around to it. And then what were I watched you doing it last instead? night. I was uh, I was knitting and I was uh, tandem bicycle riding and uh, all sorts of act- outdoor activities. Uh. <laughs> yeah, see, we're indoor kids, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know it's bad, but I'm, but I did see it. I made it by the yeah. down well, to the wire. Te- you texted me during the day yesterday. It's like watching Creed One. This is awesome, and I was like, oh, that's great. He's like reliving it and still enjoying it the second no, time. No, I watched it for the first time. Wow. Mm. But I heard how good it was when it came out. 
I, everybody told me how great it was, and I was like, oh, I gotta check it out. And I don't know why I never watched it. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea why. Yeah. Life, and then, gets, life gets in the way. So are we gonna play that trailer, Pat? Okay. So <laughs> we all saw Creed too. Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Don't do this. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. That kid was raising hate. It's dangerous. He broke things in me that ain't never been fixed. So wait, uh, and we established that Sean only saw Creed one yesterday, but you, Clayton and Aaron, you guys have both seen. Oh, Creed I saw it in, yes. I saw it in the theater. The so way it was meant to be seen. Theater, yeah. But you, right, know, you guys are better than me. What can I tell you? Thank you. Yeah. I, that's all I wanted. It's not that we're better than you. It's that our podcast well, about movies is better than your podcast. <laughs> that's, that's all we're trying to prove. This here is today. defend your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we also have Creed two. I mean, let's just let's go. Guess first. Did you love this movie? <gasps> oh, he's thinking. He's about thinking it. about it. I appreciate that he's giving it some thought. Yes. Loves he it. loves it. He loves I, it. I did love it. I did love it. I don't think I can not. Like, I loved the first one. Loved it. And I, I love this one. I thought it was great. I thought that it like it uh, being the age that I am. I can't not love these movies if they're done quasi correctly. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. It's impossible to have something to have something in this universe and not think back to your childhood and watch these and be nostalgic while also watching a quality movie. Right. That's the, I think. I'm talking too much, but yes, I loved it. Sorry. Well, you just first, asked me if I loved it. And so, I went of course, off on Creed, tangent. when you talk about it, it's in the Rocky verse. It's in the Rocky universe. Creed was. Uh, the RCU. The RCU, yeah. <laughs> the, the Rocky connected universe. Of course, Creed is the son of Apollo Creed, who was Rocky's big rival and then best friend in the original Rocky series. So, you, you say how. You've got to love these movies, but of course, the Rocky universe has had some terrible movies. Absolutely, but I'll make a bold statement right now: the this movie raises the average of four. Four is not mm. technically a good movie. It's mm-hmm. a fun, bad movie to watch. But now putting it into this world makes it a better movie. It I elevates think. the it source ele- material. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Aaron Rose Chan, TBD. Are, are you a big Rocky person, or could you not really give a shit about it? I so I'm I fall in between. I like the first one and i have fond memories of the cheesy goodness of the fourth one um i don't think i saw the most recent one the milo one i did not see milo ventimiglia six six, i did not see um rocky balboa right rocky Rocky balboa Balboa. i'm sorry rocky balboa i didn't see balboa uh but creed and creed 2 i loved Mm -hmm. i loved and i think i love creed 2 too also (laughs) as well creed t-o-o yeah. Now, Clayton. Look who's Creed 2 now. <laughs> Clayton, are you Creed as well? Oh, I love it. You love it. I All mean, right. uh, yeah, I, I love the first one. I, I think the first one is such a spectacular movie, and it did add such a great element to the franchise that was missing. Like, it brought it back up to respectability. Absolutely. Which I think is great. And I did love this movie, but I will say that there were touches of corniness and cheesiness to this movie that I feel like if they continue with these, which I don't know if they will, 
it could get bad. But to be honest, Rocky Balboa, I was telling Aaron before, like when we were at the theater, when we first got there, Balboa, Rocky Balboa, is, it's not that bad. Oh, it's, no, oh, it's a pretty it's good no movie. Five. It's a pretty good movie. It's no yeah. Rocky Five. It's no Rocky Five, exactly. But it's also, it's not, it wasn't at the level of respectability that Creed got to. Absolutely. People were more, oh, I'm so surprised that Rocky Six, Rocky Balboa, wasn't awful. Creed was expected, I guess people maybe expected it not to be great, but when you looked at uh, Ryan Coogler directing it and then Michael B. Jordan being in it, it was very hard to not say, Oh, this could be spectacular, and it was, right. and it was, yeah, and it was a great. It was almost like a great origin origin story, like a great origin. Story. Oh yeah, and a cool take on it. And I, 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 you're right. There was way there was less cheesiness than the second one. There was. Yeah, I mean, Big Daddy. I, Big Daddy I, we didn't even hear you. Oh, we didn't ask you. What does Big Daddy I, think? I'm, I'm you didn't. I'm Big Daddy on the show. I just funny. figured that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gross, and we all hate it. <laughs> I love how it feels on my tongue. <laughs> it makes it so much worse. From little Shawnee to Big Daddy, and Big Daddy saith. <laughs> I also now I also talk in the third person. We're going to go with that at all times. Love it. Um, I I like this movie a lot. It is a pretty big drop off from Creed. I you know what this feels like? The, Creed two feels like a Rocky movie where Creed one felt like this really cool different thing, like a different kind of boxing movie. Yeah, not necessarily part of the extended RCU. Right, like even Rocky in that first movie, I mean, he was obviously Rocky, and Stallone knows how to play that guy, but. He got a lot more to do in the first one. He felt like he was uh, dealing with things that that felt different than the rest of the Rocky movies, whereas Creed 2, this felt like a really fun, super enjoyable Rocky sequel. You know, it's like they and they they brought in it's hard for it to not be a little bit cheesy when they go for the plot of of Creed is fighting the the son of Ivan Drago who killed his father. Like once you decide to do that, the movie's gonna be a little, a little bit, bit cheesy. cheesy. Yeah, but uh, I think they they dip back on use of Stallone on purpose. Yeah, you know it is. Let's talk they about they kind of peppered him in the perfect amounts. It's it is interesting. Stallone is in this so much less than I was expecting. And Same I here. Don't, I, and I I don't dislike that. Because I think it is important for them if they're going to keep doing these movies, it's got to be about Creed and it's not Creed's about story. Rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's Creed's story, not Rocky's. And I think that they did. The I think that it was artful how it was done, just because the whole kind of theme of the film is what are you fighting for? Are you mm-hmm. fighting for yourself, or are you trying to prove something to other people? And so Rocky really represented like the heart. Um, you know, punching. Cuts of meat in a warehouse, you know, that kind of like uh-huh. heart to it. Whereas, you know, and so over the course of the film, he Creed gets away from that heart and that real motivation of fighting for himself and then comes back to it. And then Rocky is back with him. So it's, it's also really went with the arc of his growth over the course of the movie to have Rocky be there for him in the beginning and be there for him in the end. Right. So I think it just, it served a narrative purpose as well as, you know, giving the character time to stand on his own. I think if there's a, if there's a Creed three, I think the most you're getting out of Stallone is a cameo. I, honestly, I think that's dead. what that meant. There's a scene in this that I don't want to do spoilers, mm-hmm. 
Uh, we spoil. Oh, we spoil. We spoil. Yeah. All right. So spoilers. Are, spoilers ahead in two, one. Um, there's a scene <laughs> of this. Welcome to the spoiler zone. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene where at the end when he's like, "It's your time now," and he just sits on the chair and kind of watches the whole. Puts yeah. on his pork pie hat. Pork mm-hmm. pie hat. Sits down and you see it from behind he tilts him. Tilts it a little, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> that's the, how it looks on the poster. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing the Creed jacket, like the memorabilia available now. On the website. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's got merch. Amazon.com. Yeah. Oh, send me, send me a Creed anything. Please. A Calnet cardigan like Rocky had. Yeah, oh, please do. <laughs> but I think what that was say, like, I guess that was the implication, right? Creed 3, is that where they kill off? I don't think Rocky's death is going to be off screen. If Rocky. You're right. No, 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 no way. Unless Stallone. <laughs> Explodes from HGAU to real life, <laughs> which is very possible. Or if any of these Me Too's things stick on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dodged a lot more than just jabs and, <laughs> yeah. and right hooks. I mean, if you read Janice Dickinson's uh, autobiography or her memoir, she talks a little bit about Stallone in the 70s. It was uh, pretty fun. <laughs> the 70s is, you know, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but so let's let's imagine Stallone doesn't blow up and doesn't get me too'd out of existence. I don't think you kill Rocky off screen. So that's true. I think I think there is a good chance if they make a Creed three, Rocky's death is the hook or like the side plot hook for him. I think just the rumor of that can make it be as big as these other ones. So yeah, anybody, that's a great way to keep kind of street cred with a third for a third sequel of a movie. Right. But is Michael B. Jordan too? big for these movies now I, when i was watching this movie he had a creed was part of his coming out party as a star that's the biggest movies had well uh, other than black, black yeah black, black panther, panther. Uh, so i feel, but he wasn't the star of black panther he, well ostensibly he wasn't but he was absolutely the standout i think in that movie I think it's because he's great. I think he's yeah, a yeah, it's also, he's a standout in this. It's always he's so more good. fun to play the villain. Absolutely. You know, you get so much more. Oh, sure. What I'm saying as far as billing goes and business-wise. Sure. And, yeah, yeah. But he's also, he's going to be um, John Clark in the new, um, it's like a character from the Jack Ryan universe okay. that he is now going to be the star of these movies, or at least that's like what they're in production on now. Okay. Um, so he is going to be in like this action franchise. Uh, So he is, you know, his star has risen. Yeah. But I also think these movies are just really good movies. They're not cheesy boxing movies like half of the Rockies were. And so I think that he's not slumming it doing it. Yeah. I think think that there is, you know, it's a good role and it's a this movie I thought was really beautifully done. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed everything about it. And I think. You know, he's not lowering his, his standards by being in. Uh, no, this is, it was still movies. really good, and it's going to be a big hit. Like this is his signature franchise. Yeah, I, I do feel like he, like his character in the movie, he is filling somebody else's shoes right now. So he's still kind of in the shadow of Stallone and you know uh, Apollo Creed and stuff. That I feel like he's a bigger star than to be in, and, and they're not retreads. It's just. There's something about it, I guess, the cheesy history of it's the franchise. Spin-off. It's a spinoff, and I, I do feel like he he needs to elevate himself out of those before he becomes 
the oh he does Jack Ryan spinoffs and he does Marvel movies and he just does. Uh, people, I mean, that's yeah, my yeah, thought. I think right now is is probably not the time to to worry about Michael B. Jordan's career. No, no, no. I'm saying, I think no. he's okay. Uh, I think no, his manager has it under star, control. But what I'm saying for me, what I want to see him in is something. That is unique and shows you want off more of like a fruitvale station, more of like him doing these yeah. kind of meaty dramatic roles. Yes, Ryan's like, no, I want him to play Ernest. An Ernest scared stupid franchise. No, that's the thing. I don't want him in a franchise. I want to see him in something original, and I want and I want to see something where he can. Uh, you know, flex his acting muscles along with his. To be honest, he uh, doesn't. He does it in these. Like he, he does. Like, but I know what you mean. The, the level of it is, you know, it's, it's well, the, very easy to outshine the other actors in this, these, what this was, franchise. What was happening with me with this is that I liked this movie. I loved it. I was in on it the whole time. But one of the issues I have with it is the issues I have with the Marvel movies. Is that a lot of the reactions? that we the, they were aiming for in this was recognition. It's like when a stand-up goes uh, to, and you wouldn't know this because Sean is a stand-up, <laughs> and, and you're on the road sometimes, right? You go to different cities and say, you see comics who say, I was over at, uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, say, Ross Park Mall. Woo! I recognize that. That's the mall I go to, right? It's cheap. That's a cheap yeah, way yeah, to get. And, yeah. and do you do that? Because I don't want to. I don't do that. You see, he doesn't do that because he's a he's good comic. He's I've, I've actually, I'm being honest. I've never done it. Good. He's, he's a higher functioning individual. He's a higher functioning individual. But that's what it felt like when Bridget Nielsen comes out. It's kind of like, oh, look, there's that character. Howard the no, Duck. I'll tell you why so that's not true. Cool. I'll tell oh, you why that's not true. I'll so give it well. to you. They used it so well. I'll tell you this much. They like there's they did they they really peppered yeah. it, they peppered all that the nostalgia in the Bridget Nielsen thing. The reason why it didn't it didn't happen the way you're saying is because she has two lines in the whole movie, and whenever somebody ages, like it, I think it adds a little bit of legitimacy to the uh-huh. whole thing. So like her being in it, it's not hey let's goof on Bridget Nielsen from the '80s anymore. Now it's like oh she's just like an older woman, and like you remember the character, and they did it where she's not saying much, so they kind of classed up the what. That, the, the, cameo. the effect of what you're, the cameo of what you're talking about. But I about. also I think that because this is essentially a sequel to Rocky Four, right? In yes. a way, and yeah. so I think they use it's like the boyhood of Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> they we we've watched them grow up. We watched Brazil Nielsen grow up uh, <laughs> right before our eyes. We we have all of most. I think. A lot of people going into this movie, or at least people in our cohort, um, our generation, we're going to, the Xennials. Yeah. We are. Um, Please don't ever say that again. We're, we're the we're, Rocky generation. We're the Rocky generation. Yeah. And so we are coming into it with Rocky Four in our minds. There's no getting rid of it. It's such an iconic movie from that time. And so they we are going into it. Creed two has this built in foundation of emotional resonance for a lot of people because we know Ivan Drago and we know this beef. We know he killed Apollo Creed and we were affected by that. He is a villain to us. And so having him come back, they didn't have to work as hard to make these guys villains because we're already, we see Drake Drago. We kind of have that. And I think that this movie built up this, the, these guys as villains and then 
made this turn where they gave us some real sympathy for Victor Drago. Absolutely, they made them human. They made them human, and they gave, they, you know, talking about the theme of are you fighting for yourself, are you fighting for other people, and Creed was fighting for himself, and Drago was fighting for other people. He was fighting to vindicate his father. He was fighting for the love of his parents, and by, they, because they did that, you, I, when they showed Victor Drago, like, talking to his dad and his dad saying, like, you have to do this to get us back in good graces to of the To get your mom back. To get my wife To back. get your mom back. Yeah, to get, get out stakes. of Ukraine. Like, oh, my God. Yes, yes, but it was like, hey, Drago, Victor was fighting for to win the love of his father. And so when you're watching it, I saw that scene and was very moved and was like, well, I don't want Victor mm-hmm. to lose now. I feel so bad. I don't want right. I don't want Creed to lose. That was the goal, I think. And so by having... Victor Drago win his father's love by losing the fight. It was such a beautiful spoiler zone. It was such a beautifully done arc for him because you're rooting for Victor to win the love of his father Mm -hmm. and you have it in your mind just like he does that the only way to win the love of your father is to win. And so to have Ivan call the fight is perfect just, way to do the it. perfect way to do it where it is a happy ending for Victor that now he's training side by side with his dad instead of his dad trying to run him over in a van. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that so Dolph Lundgren, of course, is back in this movie playing the father, Ivan Drago. I think he had a much better plot and part than Stallone as Rocky. did. Absolutely. Because well, he think had Stal- an arc, I think. Yeah, he, because he had this huge epiphany at the end that the love of, that he has for his son means more to him. His son means more to him than winning. Yeah. Right. And that was not the case for most yeah. of the film. He didn't have that that realization. And, and Rocky just stays a good, stable guy. Like, right. Rocky's priorities are never in question. And just you talking about that now kind of makes the case of why it's okay for Michael B. Jordan to do these movies. Because the level of the writing mm-hmm. and the drama in these movies and, like, the quality of them, it, they're not him... him slumming it or you know stepping yeah. down yeah. they're him like that's a really think about how many movies how many dramas fuck that kind of stuff up you know okay, what I mean so it's decided Michael B. Jordan's allowed to make another <laughs> creed movie you know what I mean by that you know what I mean <laughs> I think she was giving me shit she was giving me shit well we gotta talk about that face off of acting titans that happens in Stallone's uh, uh, Rocky's restaurant as you leaned oh. in and you leaned in so it, there's a it's scene it's the Rocky where, version of the heat conversation that's what I said <laughs> I'm sorry is it gonna be <laughs> but I think if, I think the acting in that scene was like if Pacino and De Niro met now in a movie, <laughs> and then Fifty Cent was the co-star. That's the. I mean, the level oh, of I acting there Dolph I thought Lund- was really bad. I think Dolph Lundgren is a much better actor ne- today in 2018 than oh, De Niro or Pacino are today. Uh, okay, I will say he did. He has lapped them, uh, but there was a point where they were better. But uh, It is funny, yeah. though, in that scene where it's, uh, the, the restaurant's closed. Yeah. There's still I a, hope the restaurant's closed because it is empty. It was empty. <laughs> did you see it has a D grade on the, t- <laughs> Does on the window? No. Oh, I was like, oh my God. The grade was pending. It was pending. <laughs> but, so his, uh, the, I really the, believe that. The Could you imagine bit, being the health inspector that shuts down Rocky's restaurant <laughs> in Philadelphia. Oh, it never happens. People in Philly just murder you. <laughs> I mean, they murder you when they're happy, so you gotta yeah. be careful. So, uh, so Stallone walks in, and the the woman who's greeting is like, "There's a guy here Isabella. who's waiting for you." Did you know that was her name. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Isabella, what is it? <laughs> so, so she's like, "He's been waiting." He says, "You know who he is." So she just, after hours, lets this hulking 
beat to shit old Eastern European guy comes, sit with his back to her, and wait for her boss. Yeah. I would have liked to see that scene. That well, scene was, shouldn't have been cut out. He, did, well, he you, was still finishing his coffee. <laughs> you, you remind me of the kids that sat in front of us, like the 12-year-olds, that literally when Michael B. Jordan is FaceTiming his wife and baby from the desert, they go, how'd you get service? <laughs> see, those are good kids. Those are good kids. <laughs> how's he getting the service? Well, speaking I'm of like, those, what's the movie, kids? What, speaking of those I'll kids, punch you too. what is the resonance of this movie to them? Uh, if they didn't grow up with these movies, unless they grew up with them on cable, if you're a 15 year old now, is this a good movie I'm, by itself? Because the themes, is it the themes that went out I or think, is it knowing the characters that are more important? I think that obviously if you are a fan of the series, all of this is going to be more resonant. You're going to enjoy uh, it more. You're going to yeah. feel it more. But I think they do a really good job in this movie of if you – for some reason, came into this completely cold. You've never heard of Rocky. You've never, even you if you've never seen the first Creed. Yeah, I think you would get it. They set up. They show you the clips. This guy's uh, dad killed this guy's dad. They had to do it. a narrative for it because most of the people that are seeing this are yeah. were either toddlers or they were like they weren't born yet. Yeah, the, uh, the, eighty-five. Think about that. That's the, how long ago? Thirty? No, uh, I was years, years ago. Thirty-three yeah. years, years ago. ago. I was eight years. I was uh, eight. No, seven years old. I was born in nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> for acting purposes, Clayton is forever Clayton's twenty-nine. IMDb says nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> I'm not winking. That's my Tourette. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, obviously, if you're a fan of this series, I think you're going to be way more into it. But I, I think they do a good job of having these stand alone. And again, the Ivan Drago family stuff is so much better in this movie than it was in the original Rocky, where they where Dolph Lundgren was just playing like a robot supervillain. Yeah, it was That's like, we, we've got like genetically a, engineered you to yeah. beat Rocky, was basically. Yeah, he was just supposed to be a representation of the USSR, and, and it was a much, much simpler made movie. That's what I mean. Right. This is this is high drama with three different plot lines yeah. and a father's really good father-son uh, you know, unrequited love story. And uh, and the, the, the Rocky Four was like just a straight-up uh, popcorn uh, we're just gonna watch Rocky because after a while, I don't know, you know, after Rocky one, they all just became like they almost became the they became the trope punchline of like, hey, a, ba- a bad fun movie to watch. Yeah, you it know reminds mean? me of Rambo, where like the first Rambo is about this man who comes home from war and is it's like you know, actually a good is movie a, a hun- yeah. oh. is hunted and meanwhile then all the other Rambo movies are just like we're gonna blow some shit up in the jungle you know and it's just right, like right. the Rocky movies were similar it was like a dramatic movie that's about, Stallone's MO and then the, all the sequels were like uh, I don't know have them like chasing chickens I, <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's like remember the, well, the first the, the first, first specialist was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the specialist one was like a really serious drama mm-hmm. with him and Sharon Stone, and then the sequels have been terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're both going for the same, same joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just plowed through it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I was like, I will get this bad joke in, and you will not. Well, I will crush you. <laughs> I must break you. Must. Well, there was even a deal with it. Wasn't there a deal with the last Rambo where they were like he wanted to make another Rocky, and they were like, well, you have to make another Rambo if you do it. The last Rambo oh. was. Like comically bad. Yeah, Do you remember so it? Bad. We, saw it we saw it together. Yeah. There's so many great 
unbelievable violent things in there that you would not take because you're you're laughing out loud in the theater and people aren't caring because it that was, is that por- was John Rambo that was John Rambo <laughs> no, John, yeah. 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 no no was or was it just called oh, Rambo, just called Rambo. Oh, just because there was okay. never a movie called Rambo because the Rambo first, first, blood. Right. first blood was the most, yeah. yeah it was pornographically violent yeah and that was it's funny to, so I that was, that movie came out when I kind of first moved to the city or at least a year or two in and I remember that movie came out, and uh, there's this bad part of town I used to walk through. Not bad part of town, but I always felt like it was a bad part of town because they had a Rambo movie poster up <laughs> on uh, the like on one of the subway stops. Be careful, a bunch of Rambos no, out here. For like two years. I was like, they're, <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're not changed. Nobody's, Nobody's coming safe out here. enough <laughs> to come and change these posters. Oh, you're probably right. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see. So we talked about Dolph. Yeah. Anything else on Dolph Lundgren? I, I thought he was great. And I think, yeah, Clayton, this is an example of like why I don't feel these are just like little nostalgia pops because Bridget Nielsen was used really well in this. Like her she was, character yeah, the mo- was a mother's love. And she was married to this like oligarch who also was like kind of presenting a gift as like kind of on behalf of representing like Russian society because uh-huh. Ivan Drago was kind of booted from Russian society and, had to move to Ukraine. Um, but he was like ousted from the, the muckety mucks. And so that was like representative of like the muckety mucks will take you back. If you win, you're going to have this like high society life. And his mom was just like married to the guy. So it was like a double whammy <laughs> and two punch. Shorts, shorts are very important in these oh, films. I was going to say that it's always the, well, those uh, shorts represent losing sight of yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah, Cause you can't because, see yourself. You're wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Mike, well, because Creed, when he wore his, he was too full of himself. And then sure enough, when, when he got the shorts, he knew what was up, the, the eruption. Yeah, Drago got some shorts. And nice shorts. Getting bestowed with shorts is a huge deal. But can I just say also he had <laughs> a matching rope. He had a matching rope. So yes. Russia, when they are in the high society uh, scene where they're at this Russian dinner getting the shorts, the oligarchs are there, even at the highest levels, Everything about Russia looks miserable. Oh, still depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they had gotten to the top. The oligarchs are there. Putin's giving them gifts, and it still Bleak. looks like the worst thing I could imagine Grim. living through. Would be and rich Dolph is in like, Russia. Huh? Great, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is everything I've ever wanted. In the eighties, this would be a blast. <laughs> I like. Also, the- let's let's thank this movie for not having Creed train in Russia. Yeah, literally yeah. did the same thing. It was and a they, song of ice and fire where they had they oh. had Victor training in Philly and they had Creed in the desert. Mm. Yeah, that was really cool. And they do that thing where they're they know this is an, a, a nostalgia movie, and they get to that point when uh, Adonis Creed has to get himself back together. He has to train for the big fight, and you think he's gonna go back to Philly and train in Philly like they do in all the movies. And they know we're waiting for that. But then they know the other thing we're waiting for is like, no, he's not going to go to Philly. He's going to go to Russia. And they play on that expectation because they know everyone in the theater who's seen any of these movies think that's what he's going to do. So it is, again, a great use of nostalgia because they're subverting it or they're at least turning on its head. Turning it on its head. Yeah. My if, if they if this was a bad Rocky sequel, he would have went to Russia. They would have done 
the most obvious thing. Yes. I'm, I and there's still movies movie. that are made like Yeah, we're that. acting like Clayton hated this movie. He loved it. The only thing I'm saying <laughs> is that it's like, It's a little cheesy. We're like, damn it, Clayton. <laughs> Sit there and let us punch you. <laughs> you need the pain. You love the pain. You're dangerous. Well, I, I am into that's that. A great, that's a great callback, too, the undangerous thing. I am into that. But I will say, so the, the thing that bothers me, and it's more of a cultural thing that I get wary of, I think this was done really well even without the nostalgia, you could watch this movie and it's a good movie because the themes are good and universal. I just worry about nostalgia becoming the driving force behind everything we consume. Well, let me ask you this, Clayton. Do you remember Trapper Keepers? Oh, I love <laughs> Trapper Keeper. Oh, you see, you did it. To, God damn it. But to be honest, it's, it's already happened. So now all you can hope for is the best version of the nostalgia. Right. But see, like, I hate bring that. Northern that's exposure, like, exposure to the TV show. That's, don't we don't talk about will, TV. Oh, well, we well, well sorry, sorry, sorry. So that, that, that's I'm just the saying nostalgia-wise. Sean, what you're saying is like when parents say, well, my kids are going to drink somewhere, so they might I'd as well drink at my house. I'd rather they be in house so I can keep an eye on them. No, don't. I'm the fun mom. I'm the, yeah, I'm friends with my kids. No. I, I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with that. We have to put up with Clayton what we're giving. wants the war against drugs. He loved that, and he wants the war against nostalgia. And war Just say kids. no to nostalgia. <laughs> Just say, well, yeah, in a way, I want. that's why I guess when I said Michael B. Jordan, I want to see him do something original, is because I want to see our new stars, because we're having a hard time creating new movie stars. We need them to do original movies that draw audiences out so that there is that middle ground where people can go see a movie that isn't uh, a franchise, isn't a superhero movie, isn't something we already know. We're, we're surprising ourselves well, again. Well, you need a whole new property. So you're talking about, like, Creed's too far gone just because it's attached no, to that. No, no, no. I'm just saying I, I like that this movie exists because I do think it was really fun. I don't want to see Michael B. Jordan in Creed 5. I don't want to see that, and I don't right. think that's going to happen. I want to see him yeah, in something Creed, original. But if Creed could – okay, at this point, we've talked about how Stallone is being phased out. Could Creed become that new property for him? Obviously, it started He's as a LA. Rocky spinoff. Yeah, but like, you know, but I think the third one is is a is a big deal because if the third one is Adonis Creed fighting Mr. T's son, <laughs> then I'm yeah. all in. I'm yeah. in for that. There I mean, has already be been it'll a be meeting great. where somebody's talked about that. It, I mean, no, it, it no, would, it would oh, be 100 percent. Yeah. It because was like that uh, Key and Peele Gremlins 2 sketch, if you've ever seen that. <laughs> that's great. Well, Gremlins 2, I mean, that's that's a great sketch, but that movie's great just Sexy because... Sexy Lady Gremlin. Uh, they, they subvert... I, I, it, that was a big F you to a studio who said, we want a sequel from you. And he's like, well, Joe Dante said, I'll give you a fucking sequel. And <laughs> Eat it was, this horse shit, you sons of bitches. <laughs> is that really what happened? Yeah, Gremlins yeah. 2 is nuts. He, they, it's nuts, I know, but... They, had, they said, we want you to do a sequel, and he said, okay, well... I'm going to do whatever I want, and that's what he did, and it's a masterpiece. I think that— <laughs> It is. It truly is. I think that what you're saying is that you want Michael B. Jordan to not be um, relegated to just kind of action movies. Mm -hmm. You want him to play purely dramatic parts. He will bring 
dramatic heart to any role that he yes. has because he's a really talented actor. But you want to see but him now he's in a movie those star. like. Yeah. But he is a movie star also. And, but and we don't want him to do like a Chris Pratt thing where yes. he's in five different franchises and he's really fun to watch. He's super charismatic yeah. on screen. But every movie he's in is either a dinosaur movie or a superhero. What's movie. the new shit franchise that he's going to reboot? Uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, there's, yeah, he's a better actor. Chris Pratt's not a good actor. Michael B. Jordan's a better actor. He's fun to but watch. But like Fruit Girl <laughs> Station doesn't pay the mortgage. Right, you know. Give an example, Clint. I want to see what you mean by like where could, where would he go next? What would the next? Because sometimes they do that where they switch it up and they're like, I'm going to go for an art house picture. After, well, after Clayton's got a script for him. <laughs> well, it's like you've got Denzel. Yeah, Denzel can do Fences and he can do Equalizer and he yes. can do both those things. And I think that you know, I think that that's possible for an actor of that caliber. You can do the more serious, dramatic, grounded stuff, and you can also do a fun action franchise. And you can have those both going on at the same time. That's what I want. Right yes. now, Michael B. Jordan is doing a lot of these big tentpole movies and he's not doing the little kind of independent dramatic things but, and that we, would make Clayton very happy. Well, we, and I, it's so funny because when I say I want something original, uh, most of the movies I'm thinking about that got made that I was like, oh, it's cool that that got made were based on books. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which is all, almost I mean, all movies. Which is, it, it's based on something. It's really hard to get an original script made that's completely original. But when you look at a movie like Gone Girl, that was a really great movie. It seemed a little bit more of a throwback to those 90s movies where they were thrillers and you had big stars in but them. But a really good version and of And it was a really good version of, yeah, like a really the Pelican director. Brief or something. So, or like a, or a better, Benny Richard Gere movie from the 90s. You yeah, know, like that so, kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's what I'd like to see Michael B. Jordan be yeah. able to do. I mean, I think you're, you're really overthinking just that the two movies – that he's most recently come out with were big hit action movies. Well, when you said Chris Pratt, that's what that's what scared me. And then Jennifer Lawrence has that same problem where anything original she's come out with, it still kind of muscles out to a good uh, bo because she's a huge star. But now she's going to be in that X, another X Men movie, and it's we she's have, fine. But, I think she's but, fine. I think Michael B. Jordan's well, fine. She's, she's, still, fine. she's, she's not still, fine. She's not fine. She's also doing like, like <laughs> Mother and Red Sparrow, and she's doing yeah, these but, other but, different things. But that the, the bo keeps going down, 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 and soon we're not going to have. I just need movie stars in my life, and I, it, Tom Cruise is going to die filming a movie. That is a fact. He and has I, no thetans. He will never <laughs> die. The reason he flies and does a barrel roll in a helicopter when he just learned to fly four months ago is because he knows he can't Listen, die. I love Tom Cruise. I'm a Tom Cruise apologist. He, I don't want him to ever die, but I have to be realistic that there's a possibility that he could die while filming a movie. And, and that think, scene will still be in the movie according to oh, his will. Oh, gotta leave it <laughs> but we need to have new movie stars. We have a dearth of movie stars. We need more. And Michael B. Jordan's fine. He's fine. He's great. There's I, a lot of there's a lot of crusades out there in the world that there are we a lot of hills take out there, Clayton. <laughs> don't tell Michael me what hill to climb. <laughs> and don't start making uh, political references because I'll cut them all out. <laughs> we don't do politics on this podcast. I don't know. What do you guys and do? And we don't do TV. We don't do politics on Good. Podcast. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's a movie that's podcast. the one thing I like about their podcast. Well, we do they make, don't do politics. We do, that's the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> we do uh, one Seinfeld reference in an episode. That's great. Well, you hate no it. soup for you. You, you don't talk. No soup for you, man. There we go. We this got isn't, it. This isn't how to watch movies the right way saves America. <laughs> oh God! Cut, see, I'm cutting that out, Sean. <laughs> no, Seinfeld is uh, Seinfeld is a 
kind of above culture. It's it's it's. I wouldn't say. Oh, does it have your permission, Clayton? <laughs> well, it is our you podcast. Are allowed to continue to do that on your own podcast. No, I'm doing it on my podcast. Oh no, podcast. of course, do it. Well, okay, so your podcast. Sean, of course, is defend your movie where every episode you pit two movies against each other. So let's quickly, you know, even though we probably all haven't seen Rocky Four in forever, is Creed Two better than Rocky Four? Yes. Oh yes. yes. Come on, that's a no brainer. So that's it. So that's how long your episodes are. <laughs> yes. Just that long. We, <laughs> well, we, also, like we also seconds. we also touched kind of on why, and it we is. did a Seinfeld reference. This is your podcast lasts like four seconds. <laughs> it's a very short episode. Micro podcasts are big right now. <laughs> your micro influencer, <laughs> micro dosing podcast. <laughs> and if you do it like four times, like if you do if you listen to it at four times speed, it's it's like half a second. It's like I okay and power. You gain you gain t- you gain time. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you really want to go over one. Why it's better? Well, is there anyone who would make any kind of argument that Rocky Four is better? I think uh, if someone did, it would be playing primarily on nostalgia because I think when you put it, when you watch clean, you watch these two films. Creed Two has so much more uh, depth and heart to it, mm-hmm. but there is so much cheesy '80s goodness to Rocky Four that I feel like that is why we have some. Yeah, what's, I think, for which it. one's rewatchable? Which one would you mm. watch if it was on cable? T- I mean, tomorrow. Listen, Rocky Four is a lot less work. We do that on my right. show. We call it the flip test. Would you flip back to it and watch the whole thing? Oh, it's a good one. I yeah. would watch Rocky Four. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I so Rocky easy. I, I'd watch it every time it's on. But would you watch Creed 2? Yes. I, think, I, would, I, reach, I, would. I would watch Creed 1 100%. That, that, the flip test, it passes the flip test. Yeah, yeah. Creed 2. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I not. think I would. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was so much fun, and I thought it was so beautifully shot. I thought the direction was really good. I just, I loved the performances. I love Tessa Thompson. I was going to say, can she be in every movie? She's she another one. She's so good. She grounds everything she's in the way that she's so natural on screen. And I love that her style comes through. When you see uh, a lot of actors and actresses on in movies, you feel like they're being styled by somebody else. And I don't know if this is true, but it feels like she's very she's very in on what her style is, and I love it. It felt very authentic to her, like she's wearing know, her own clothes off screen. It yeah. felt that way. It felt that way, and like she designs you, her own clothes yeah. too. I'll tell you the one thing about that I could defend Rocky Four against this movie on is, but it's more of why we discuss why this movie's so great because it's more multi layered and more deep than than Rocky Four. But you could say the more fun part of is. Rocky Four being more black and white, and the, yes. the villain was so much more of a villain. Like it yes. literally was like a machine. Yes. Like they just like plugged him in when he was training, and Rocky <laughs> yeah. was chasing chickens in the backyard. Yes, right, exactly. Meat. So when you're watching this, you're like, there's, it's so multifaceted, and you're like, oh, I kind of want the Russian to win. But back in the day, you were like, yeah, get those Russians. Right. Okay. Like you didn't care. There but was, was a that... simpler time too. You could say that as well. Not to be, you know corny about it but it's true like nobody really well, thought we also were kids yeah <laughs> it was hard to fight with simpler no, but there was adults going to see those movies like yeah sure. those copies let's get those copies those you adults know? are still around yeah, oh, yeah. yeah true yeah this is a great time for them they yeah. are in their prime oh, <laughs> absolutely um, no politics you know there, there is there is something to that where the end of rocky four feels so satisfying because you have no qualms about being happy completely that the villain gets beat. 
Yes, you want you want that to happen. Right. Yeah. It's not even like uh even Karate Kid back in the day when I was a kid watching it and you watch Johnny at the end of, uh, at the end gives him the trophy. He's like, "You're all right, LaRusso." You're like, right. "Oh, now I feel a little bit bad right. for Johnny." <laughs> uh but with with Rocky 4, you were like, "No, just beat the bad guy and then you win and you're Rocky again. You avenged your friend and all that." Like it was so much more clear cut. So, in a way, it kind of it kind of just makes it easier for your brain, you know, like, it, like right, emotionally right. wise. You can shut off your yeah, brain yes, and just yeah. passively take it in. Yes. Whereas Creed Two, you can't do that as easily because there is so much emotional work that's happening because yeah. the characters transform over the course of the movie. Whereas Rocky stays a good guy and Drago stays a bad guy through all of Rocky Four, and you just like eat popcorn and exactly. zone out. Exactly. Well, we have to talk about too if we're pitting them against each other. Be- better pre-fight song James Brown living in America or Tessa Thompson singing her original in Russia to all these people who did not boo Wait. they started booing as soon as uh, Michael uh, as Creed was announced but they all were kind of into her her weird I loved, R&B I stuff. loved that they had her walking in ahead of him singing because it felt like that was the whole thing with Creed was that his corner was packed with all the people who love him and support him. And Drago, as the fight is going on, his corner gets more and more desolate as people get up and leave. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And so I think having her for the first match being like, I don't want you to do it, and Rocky's not there, and having for the second match, not only is she supporting him, she is singing for it. Mm-hmm. You know? I thought and that I was think, cool. I thought yeah. it was awesome. I, but I, I, James Brown wins I would rather she was singing Living in America. <laughs> <laughs> but not just because pageantry-wise and just being a, a spectacle-wise. Yes. Like, and it was such a, like, USA like that whole movie was yeah. like you were safe, yeah. you were safe. and that was the point they they kind of did have a little bit of irony in that because he gets that's when he gets killed that's the yeah, next yeah. so it's kind of like that's the, the hubris part of that that movie is she gonna be like that's what I'm wondering also is she gonna try to be an artist is, is this, she got signed Oh, oh, you know, the actual not actress. Bianca. The actress. Not Bianca she might already have a bit. Ba- I would not be surprised if she doesn't have that's music that we could download. Yeah. At yeah. Some Wait, point. are we talking about the actress Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson is a musician in real life? Is she? Was that her really singing? It sounded I like it was think, her singing. Uh, okay. We should do some research on that, but I think that was her maybe actually she, singing. Maybe she'll sing on one of Janelle Monet's albums. Oh, oh wow. do you like Janelle oh, Monet? Well, oh, Tessa, Tessa Thompson together. likes Janelle Monet. Um, so just, to, just an update Tessa Thompson does sing. She did sing these songs. She's so good. Uh, and she, she can do anything she wants. And she <laughs> actually performs in a uh, hip-hop soul EDM duo called Caught a Ghost. That's basically <gasps> what that's that music That's an amazing was. name. Yeah. If I had to put three that, types of music with the music, I wonder that's what uh, it that is. was probably who was performing, because she was performing with someone else who was doing the... Um, the, the keyboards. Beats, the beats and the music and everything. So I'm guessing that that was her oh, just her partner. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Creed 3 should be about her music career. <laughs> Could it please just be all about Bianca? And Creed 3, Bianca. <laughs> and more of that adorable deaf baby, please. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That moment that when so they realized that... The baby was also hearing impaired Yeah, their, their acting is so subtle and... I don't know. I, I that really got me. I was tearing up. Right. And I if was you think up. of like in the original Rocky acting, movies, right. 
What? In the original Rocky movies, if they had given like Rocky that plot line, how differently that scene would have been where he's like, oh, no, he's, yeah. <laughs> you can't hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, why even give her ears if she don't hear what I'm saying? It's just, you know, I don't know, God, sometimes you give him things that you can't use. Uh, I mean, I would say the right way to watch this movie is uh, immediately. Because I think you should see it in theaters because it's really such a... the film itself is so great that I think seeing it on the big screen really um, yeah, I mean, enhances it's, it. It's, a good, it's good that this movie is coming out around Thanksgiving. Because I'm thankful for it. And it's, and it's all about family. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you want to get away from your family, yeah. if you don't have a family, go to Creed 2. It'll be work, your family. Yeah, work out all your issues. <laughs> when you're done, you're either crying or you're, you're punching the hand dryer in the bathroom. That's what you need to do. Go see this movie and get all that shit out. I would say my advice of how to watch it is do watch Rocky Four yeah. first. I think maybe that's even more important than watching Creed One before you see Creed Two. I'll, I'll also tell you, like that the thing about maybe maybe not watching watching Rocky Four is that they make the footage from Rocky Four just look like straight up like like sporting TV, footage, like TV footage, footage yeah. which is kind of uh-huh. really like cool. ESPN in this footage. Movie. But it, but still, um, Rocky Four is just such hammy, cheesy fun that uh, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Um, all right, guys. So before we go, let's plug some other podcasts that people have. We'll start with our guest, Shawnee. I have a podcast called Defend Your Movie. So where could people it's, listen uh, to that? Uh, what channel? AKA is that on? two white guys and a couple of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can you can listen on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe and. Uh, you so can, you're off of Raw Dog. It's not just on Raw Dog. N- no, Raw Dog. No, Raw Dog. <laughs> I have a radio show on Raw Dog called Celebrate, which I do with random people. Very nice. Uh, but it's a veteran broadcaster. I am. I am. I'm like Edward R. Murrow. Wasn't, wasn't he, <laughs> I couldn't even say his name, but isn't he a veteran broadcaster? Oh, yeah. Broadcaster? Good, good yeah. night and good luck, right? Yeah, yeah. Have um, you broken through to NPR yet? Because I'm on there as well. I have my own, my own, me and, what's her name? The, the main NPR lady. Oh, uh, have her own show. Terry Gross. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Zinger. Yeah. Terry Gross. Terry Gross, right. Yeah, we have our own show. It's called uh, Fresh Air with John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, the- can I open a door or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and a window? It, it, well, I'm on it, so it's called Don't Go In This. <laughs> Do not <laughs> go, go in, in there. <laughs> it's called Wait, Wait, Sean's in the Bathroom. <laughs> uh, so wait, Wait, Don't f- Smell Me. <laughs> oh, that would have been Nailed better. It. Yeah. Wait, wait, that's you did. Was the better Thank one. you, yeah. guys. Don't smell. That was good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, defend your movie. Clayton, what podcasts? Are you on besides this one? So I also have another podcast called Learning the Tropes. Mm-hmm. It's a romance novel podcast that I host with Pat's uh, Big Daddy's wife. My wife. <laughs> Big yeah. Mama. It is way more successful than this podcast. It's only going up and up and up. So we'll see how much longer I'm here. Uh, Sean, if you want to, I don't know, you can jump in here if you want to uh, once I leave for my okay, more successful podcast. Yeah. Because we'd love to have you. And, um, can I say what I asked Pat when I found out you were hosting that podcast? I go, uh, I go. Clayton reads romance novels, and Pat goes, he does now. <laughs> Catching. That's, that's that what it out. actually says on all the subway posters advertising the podcast. <laughs> like Clayton and Aaron standing up with their backs against each other. It's like Clayton reads romance novels. It's like he does now. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually do that. I enjoy them. I'm a little bit addicted now, which is is a little scary because I don't that's need another funny. addiction. In my life but it's great uh, you can get that on itunes and uh of course pat uh, it's also on raw dog it's on it's gonna be on raw dog <laughs> 
right after Celebrate. And uh, I, uh, Pat produces it. I do. Producer Patty. So check that out. Follow our Instagram, all that fun stuff. So it's- Aaron, Aaron Rose Chan, what other podcasts are you on? Um, I'm on the podcast of my dog's Instagram at the Bitey Thor. <laughs> also, uh, if you haven't checked out the Instagram for this podcast, check out at How to Watch Movies Podcast. Lots of primo memes, uh, bonus content. Uh, so everybody check that out. It's really fun. Now, to be fair, the memes are the bonus content. Well, you know, there's it's not just memes. But it's uh, it's some great memes, some yes. memes to remember, some memeingful memes. I <laughs> cried at the last one. Thank you so much. It was really a poignant but hopeful meme uh, about I, life after love. Yeah, <laughs> I was not prepared for that meme. All right, guys. So I think that's it. Oh, and of course, oh, Clayton. A hashtag, pelt me with it, merch, send me merch. Do you... Sean, do you ever get fans sending you merch or gifts to defend your movie? No. Uh, they Somebody sent something once. I forget what it was. Like they sent us like, just a gift, but it was like chocolates. But it, it had like a knife through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like a paper mache thing of my head with a knife through it. And it said, you know what you did? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. We'll, we'll see you at the movies. movies.